line. Uh, We're going to get into some good things today. Let's uh, go over to the book of Isaiah, chapter 38. (coughs) And uh, I want to begin something that I I believe we're going to be on over the next uh, few weeks that I'm just calling Studies in Healing. Studies in Healing. Uh, The Word has a lot to say about healing. And we have to see it. And uh, very often it's not just uh, in promise form. And what I mean by that is there are promises of healing. Uh, But in any uh, occasion of a promise of healing, there's how to appropriate it. Uh, Obviously, the easy answer there is faith. And so. Uh, we've got to appropriate it by faith, but then how do I build my faith? How do I walk in faith? How do I make sure that I'm I'm doing what I need to do? And throughout the scripture, we see accounts, Old Testament and New Testament, that will aid us and help us in our healing. And here in Isaiah 38 is uh, one of those uh, accounts, and uh, this account is... Uh, also in Second Kings chapter 20, <coughs> uh, it's the account of Hezekiah. And uh, we'll read through here, and uh, we won't read the, the entire uh, chapter. Well, well, we'll touch on the entire chapter, but uh, there were things, when you look at this, there were things that Hezekiah said and that Hezekiah thought that weren't right. Uh, there, there were things that he said, things that he uh, thought, uh, statements that he made that were not correct. And uh, very often when people read this, I've heard preachers say, you know, well, God changed his mind. Uh, well, it wasn't so much that God changed his mind. It was that Hezekiah made some changes. There were some things that he did. Um uh, If we begin reading there in verse one, it says in those days was Hezekiah sick unto death and Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amos, came unto him and said, thus saith the Lord, set your house in order for you will die and not live. Now, that's that's pretty that's that's pretty challenging. The Lord said that then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord. And said, Remember, Lord, I beseech you, how I have walked before you in truth with a perfect heart, done which is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. And the word of the Lord came to Isaiah, saying, Go and say to Hezekiah, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David your father, I have heard your prayer. Now we'll come back to these. I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Behold, I will add unto your days fifteen years. And I will deliver you in this city out of the hand of Assyria, the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city. And this will be a sign from the Lord that the Lord will do this thing that he has spoken. I'll bring the shadow of degrees, the sundial, which has gone down in the sundial of Ahaz, 10 degrees backwards. So the sun returned 10 degrees by which degrees it was gone down. And then from verse 9, we read Hezekiah's prayer. 
we read the prayer of Hezekiah. It says, The writing of Hezekiah, king of Judah, when he had been sick and was recovered of his sickness. Now notice how verse 10 starts. I said, In the cutting off of my days, I will go to the gates of the grave. I'm deprived of the residue of my years. I said, I shall not see the Lord, even the Lord in the land of the living. I shall behold man no more with the inhabitants of the world. My age is departed and is removed from me as a shepherd's tent. I have cut off like a weaver my life. He will cut me off with pining sickness from day even to night. Will you make an end of me? I reckon till morning that as a lion, so will he break all my bones from day even to night. Will you make an end of me like a crane? Or a swallow, so did I chatter. I did mourn as a dove. My eyes fail with looking upward. Lord, I'm oppressed. Undertake for me. What shall I say? He hath spoken unto me, and himself hath done it. I will go softly all my years in the bitterness of my soul. Lord, by these things men live, and in all these things is the life of my spirit. So will you recover me and make me to live. And notice he says, verse 20, the Lord was ready to save me. Therefore, we will sing my songs to the stringed instruments all the days of our life in the house of the Lord. For Isaiah said, let them take a lump of figs and lay it for a plaster upon the boil and he shall recover. Hezekiah also had said, what is the sign that I shall go up to the house of the Lord? So again, people read this and they say, uh, God changed his mind and healed Hezekiah. But really, Hezekiah made some changes. Uh, you can see there in verse 2, Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed and said, Remember, Lord, I beseech you how I've walked before you in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is right in your sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. So during this prayer, Hezekiah got some things concerning his healing as he prayed. There's some things that begin to be revealed to him. And he realized, notice, that God was ready to heal him the whole time. All right? God was always ready to heal him. We read that in verse 20. It says, the Lord was ready to save me. So the whole time, God was ready to save him. God was ready to heal him. Uh We'll say this a couple times in, in this series, in this, especially in this teaching. God likes to heal so much, he made it one of his names. I'm the Lord that heals you. Now, here's, here's the thing. And we're going to deal with this some, and, and, and we'll just start it out with this. Very, very often, uh, when, when it comes to healing, uh, people will take one side of healing and they say, well, you know, that side will work for every situation, but it won't. Uh, it's, uh, you know, if you go out to uh, uh, a small mountain like Pinnacle Mountain out here at Pinnacle State Park, uh, there's one trail and I've, I've ran them all. I've climbed them all. And there's one that it's pretty much straight up and down. But then you go to the other side and it's kind of a meandering. It looks totally different. It looks totally different, but it's the same mountain. Well, healing is God's will for everybody. Uh, but how it's appropriated. All right. People say, well, it's appropriated by faith. It is appropriated by faith. But here's the question. What do you do when your faith's not working? 
And people say, well, faith always works. Faith does always work. Faith doesn't fail. I wrote the book, Every Day is a Faith Day. But in that book, we also talk about some things that you've got to check up on when your faith's not working. So if we know that healing is appropriated by faith and we know that healing is appropriated by the word of God, what do I do when what I'm doing doesn't seem to be working or doesn't seem to be getting the job done? Well, here Hezekiah comes to the realization that God was ready to save him the whole time. All right. He was ready to save him the whole time. Verse 17. Notice what he said. He said, Behold, for peace I had great bitterness, but you have in love to my soul delivered it from the pit. Notice of corruption, for you have cast all my sins behind your back. There were some reasons Hezekiah was sick. There were some reasons that he was dying. Now, the Bible doesn't implicitly say it, but we know that God had to deal with him a couple of times about his pride. And his heart being lifted up. As a matter of fact, uh, in the account in uh, Kings, right after he was healed, after he was healed, uh, the enemy sent people to find out what he had. And Hezekiah, because of the pride in his heart, showed them everything. And you'll remember the prophet came and said, what have you showed them? And he said, I showed them everything. And he said, why would you do that? He said, because of this, he said, there's going to be trouble in your son's day. And Hezekiah, a very godly man, said, well, that's good. It's going to come in their day and not my day. Well, well, why would he say that? Because he had an issue with pride. Now, I'm not saying that's why he wasn't healed. The Bible doesn't say that. But we know that was an issue. And so Hezekiah, there were some reasons that he was sick and dying. You'll remember First uh, Corinthians 11, 29 through 30. The Apostle Paul said, uh, uh, because of certain reasons, he said, there are people that are sick and feeble and weak among you, and many have died, many have fallen asleep. And he said, the reason was not rightly discerning the Lord's body. Well, that is not just the physical communion elements. That's also rightly discerning the spiritual body of Christ. And he said that that could be an issue where healing was concerned. Now, in verse 10, right here in verse 38, of I, or chapter 38 of Isaiah, notice he says this. Now, this is all in his prayer. Verse 10, I said in the cutting off of my days... I shall go to the grave. I am deprived of the residue of my years. And we'll, we'll get into that word residue. Well, uh, the residue of my years. I said, I shall not see the Lord. Even the Lord in the land of the living, I will behold man no more with the inhabitants of the world. This is what Hezekiah was saying. Notice what he said. The cutting off of my days. I'm deprived of the residue of my years. I will not behold the Lord in the land of the living. Verse 12, he said, my age is departed from me. All right, so he's saying, I'm not going to live a long time. I'm going to die young. This is what he was saying. Even though Psalm 91 says, with long life, I'll satisfy you. Well, David was writing long before Hezekiah. So this, this was God's will with long life. Long life is part of, the, of our benefit package. 
And, and here's the key. We shouldn't settle for anything less. If the doctor says you have to die, and I'll say this, even if God says I have to die, it's part of my benefit package. Now, someone will say, well, if God says it, you can't change it. Hezekiah did. And Hezekiah lived under a, a less covenant than we have. All right? So people say, well, you know, if, if God said it, no, here, here's the thing. If, if it's not long life, you don't accept it. If it's not long life, you don't accept it. Well, what if it's God's will? It, dying young can't be God's will when he said his will was long life. You can't decide what is God's will based on a situation. Well, I knew that person, and they died young, and they died sick, so, you know, it must have been God's will. It wasn't God's will because it countermands His Word. The problem that a lot of people have with healing is they don't know the Word. If they knew the Word, and they knew what the Word said about healing, not what Grandma taught, or Uncle Ben, or Uncle Ray Ray, or whoever, right, they, they would know what the Word says. If, if it is not in line with the covenant, there's a way I can change it. If it's not lining up with the covenant, I can change it. There's the possibility of me changing it. Amen. That, 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 that's so important. When, when something happens in people's life, and maybe they'll come to me and want to talk to me about it, and they'll ask me to pray with them about it. Well, I don't immediately go to the Lord and pray for them about the circumstance i ask the lord first of all is there something we can change is there something that needs to be changed because there, there are times if if you see things you know hezekiah was godly all right hezekiah was godly and where healing is concerned a lot of times oh lord help me say this right there are things that are not in line with the covenant and people are still trying to throw faith at it. And it may not be faith that they need. It may be something they need to change. For, for instance, if somebody is uh, eating something that's not right for their body or causing them the problem, and they're trying to use their faith to change it, well, their faith won't change that. Because their faith cannot transform that food into something that's good for them. It's like the guy that told me the Lord had loose cigarettes to him. And that he could smoke all the cigarettes he wanted and they weren't going to hurt his body. Well, that's ridiculous. Because the Surgeon General said they'll kill you. Now, now that's, that's an extreme example. But that person wanted to use faith. Well, I'm going to use faith to, to pray for this and to pray for that. You can't because, because that's not what's needed. Something has to change. So if it's not in line with the covenant, there's a way I can change it. I can change that because it's never God's will that any of his children die young. Never God's will. Ever is it God's will. When he said the residue of my years, we read that earlier. He said, uh, uh, 
Let me find it again. He talked about in, in the uh, verse 10, I'm deprived of the residue of my years. That word in the, in the Hebrew, it means remainder or the rest or the abundance. All right. In other words, he's talking about long life. I'm deprived of the abundance of my years, of the remainder of my years. Long life is God's best, and it's God's will. And um, that's so important. You, these are things you've got you've to settle on. Amen. Somebody, I, I've had people before uh, that uh, would intimate that the Lord had talked to them about they were going to die young. If the Lord talks to somebody about dying young, he will also talk to them about something they need to change, not to die young. Because he cannot say something that's contrary to his will. This, this is important. Hallelujah. And uh, it's, it's things that we have to know and we have to learn. We can ask, Lord, under the present conditions, what can I do to change this? What, what, what do I need to do to change this situation or this circumstance? Hallelujah. That's so important. I've had, I've had people uh, that maybe submitted a, a request or talked to me or, or whatever the, the circumstance was, and I had to go to the Lord and ask that. Can we change this? What can we do to change this? Because I know sickness is not your will. What can we do to change it? Can, can we alter this? And so Hezekiah, he thought until he got into this prayer, until he got into this prayer time, that this is what was going to happen. That I'm not going to live out my long life. I'm not going to live out the residue of my years. Oh, hallelujah. One thing that contributes to long life, you know, there, there, when you read the Word of God, there's a number of things that contribute to long life. One thing that contributes to long life is fulfilling God's plan. Being where God told you to be, doing what God told you to do. It's important. You know, I've, I've had people say, uh, uh, for instance, about going to a church. They would say, uh, our church in particular, I don't know about anybody else's church, but they would say, well, I, I really like the church, and I really feel like, you know, the Lord would have me to be there, but boy, it's a long way to drive, or whatever the case may be. You know, I feel like I need to be in your church, but the music at this church, or the, the events at this church, or the whatever at this church. Well, here's the thing. What's more important, being in God's plan or, or having the program that you want. See, here's, here's the thing. Is if I'm not in God's plan, then there's going to be something I'm missing. Now, here's the, here's the thing to understand. And this is, this is so important. What I need is found in the plan. If, if I'm not fulfilling God's plan for my life, then... There, there are things that can be hindered. Brother Hagen told the story about uh, he fell and uh, knocked his elbow out of joint. And uh, he uh, was talking, telling that story 
And he said, on the way to uh, the hospital, the Lord said, I'll talk to you about this more. And Jesus came in the room, talked to him for an hour and a half. Well, if you remember the story, Jesus said to him, he said, uh, the devil did this. And he made this statement. He said, I permitted it. And he said, I permitted it because I could tell if you kept going the way you were going, you weren't going to live past 55. And, and if you remember, he had some things out of line where the ministry was concerned. He was putting the teacher's gift above the prophet's gift. And the Lord told him, I, I said you were a prophet and a teacher. You've been saying you're a teacher and a prophet. And you've been emphasizing the teaching gift. And people say, well, why did that matter? Because that wasn't God's plan. When, when you step outside of God's plan for your life, you just get further and further away from the flow you're supposed to be in. Ever, ever what it may be. And uh, so one thing that contributes to long life is being where God told me to be. I've had situations before where someone was hurt badly or, or even lost their life. And when I went to pray about it, the Lord said to me, they never should have been there. They never should have been there. If they had not been there, it would have never happened, right? If a tornado hits a house that you're not supposed to be in, but yet you're there and you lose your life, there are people that will stand at the funeral and talk about how God needed another angel in heaven, and so he took that person's life. But they weren't supposed to be there in the first place. And you can be somewhere you're not supposed to be and speak words of faith and words of authority and nothing happened and nothing changed. When Paul was in a, in a storm for 14 days, why didn't he just step up on the bow of that ship and rebuke the storm and make it leave? And people would say, well, and they kind of give you a blank spare. Well, I'm going to help you. He couldn't. He couldn't. It wasn't his boat. It was not his decision. But notice what Paul said. He said after praying, he said, the Lord has given me all the lives of the people on the ship. And the only thing that will be lost is the lading and the, and the ship. Everything's going to be lost, but the lives are going to be spared. Amen. This, this obedience. And he said, I permitted it because I saw if you didn't change some things, you wouldn't live past 55. And so, so God will bring things along and say, I need you to change that. or I need you to correct this. And so we see this in, in, in Hezekiah. He says, there's some things I've repented of. There's some things that you've put behind your back. Amen. There are things in my life that my level of obedience can affect. And, and it includes my health. See, that's why I said in the very beginning, there are things concerning healing that people just, they preach one side of it. Well, if you got faith, God will heal you. That's right. That's absolutely correct. It takes faith to get healed. But if you have faith and you're in disobedience, though, now what do I do? I got to correct the disobedience so my faith can work. We'll get into these verses in a minute. But think about this. When Peter wrote, and he wrote to the, he was right, he addressed husbands and wives, but he was addressing husbands 
where this prayer issue was concerned. He said, uh, live with your wives and give honor unto them as unto the weaker vessel. And then he said, uh, not to argue with your wives so that your prayers wouldn't be hindered. Well, I thought everything you said in faith came to pass. But yet, Peter said your prayers can be hindered. Why? Because I'm not doing what I should be doing. I'm not being obedient. I'm not loving my wife as Christ loves the church. Remember Mark eleven twenty five. 25? We, we quote Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, when you pray, what things soever you desire, believe you receive and you'll have. Verse 25, and when you stand praying, forgive. Right? So, that, so what does that mean? That means verse 23 and 24 can be negated if I don't walk in verse 25. And so there are people speaking to the mountain, declaring, calling those things that be not, saying they believe they have what they say, and yet they won't forgive. And so if I don't forgive, then everything I'm saying in faith is negated until I forgive. It's amazing how fast things begin to work. Amen. We want divine health, not just divine healing. I want divine health, not just divine healing. And, and that's what this ensures. Hallelujah. Now, in verse 2, notice <coughs> it says, Then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed unto the Lord. When Hezekiah prayed, he realized it was not God cutting his life off, but he himself. How do I know that? Verse 12. My age is departed and is removed from me as a shepherd's tent. I have cut off like a weaver my life. I have cut off. Well, he's talking about a weaver working with a loom. And when he gets to the end of his, of his job, he cuts it off with a pair of scissors. And notice what he said. He said, I have cut off my life. I have done it. Amen. So when did he begin to realize this? When he got into prayer. When he got into praying about this. Any believer who dies young will do so for one of three reasons. And number one is they don't know their rights and privileges. They don't know their rights and privileges. If I don't know my rights and privileges, it can affect me. It can affect me where my healing is concerned. Secondly, uh, a lack of faith. Not having faith in the promise. And thirdly, there's an area of disobedience. Oh, over the years, I found this to be the three main areas. They don't know their rights and privileges. They have a lack of faith. And there's an area of disobedience. And, and I, have, I, have, I have ministered to all, all three of these. I remember one time a lady came to me and she was dealing with cancer, uh, blood cancer. And uh, she, we began to talk and, and we were visiting and I was trying to help her. And she kept saying to me, she said, well, the Lord should heal me. It, the Lord should heal me. And finally I looked at her and said, dear sister, why should the Lord heal you? And she said, because I keep the Ten Commandments. 
Because I'm a good person. Well, what does that fall in, into the area of? Number two, lack of faith. God doesn't heal you because you're a good person. He heals you because you believe he's your healer. And see, that means I've got to know my rights and privileges. If you don't know your rights, if your rights are being violated, you won't know it. Sickness is a violation of my rights. I have to recognize that. that healing is my right. I am the healed of the Lord. So then sickness is a violation of my right and my privileges. If I don't know that, I can die young and call it God's will. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that over the years. Well, you know, the Lord knows what he's doing. I'm not worried about it. God knows what he's doing. Well, that's not a statement of faith. That's a statement of fatalism. Well, this is on God. The doctor said I had cancer, but God knows what he's doing. He won't put more on you than you can bear. Well, see, that's ignorance of my rights and privileges. And that's in any area. Well, I'm really going through a trying time in my life, but my, I'm so grateful God won't put any more on me than I can bear. Anything bad didn't come from God. So that means he didn't put it on you. Think about this. And you, you probably know this, but, but this is school. And school is a repetition. If God is good, he has to be only good. If God is good, he has to be good all the time. If God is good, he has to be good in every circumstance. If God is good, he can't be ever bad. If God is love, he can't be hate. If God is love, he cannot do something unlovely. Oh, hallelujah. You got to know your rights and privileges. Then, then there has to be an area of faith. If I have a lack of faith concerning healing, I'm going to have a hard time being healed. And faith concerning healing is not just knowledge that healing is God's will. I have to have faith. Amen. You know, in a marriage, it should be common knowledge that uh, adultery is wrong. Right? That, that's common knowledge. But there are marriages that have no faith where that's concerned. You understand what I mean? It's common knowledge that God wants to heal. All you got to do is read the word of God. But there are people that don't have faith in the common knowledge. And then thirdly is the area we were talking about. There's an area of disobedience. There's an area of disobedience. If that's the case, God will tell me. God will tell you what the problem is. 
That's why we go to God and say, why is it this changing? Why am I not moving this? Because then he can tell me if 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 I don't know something or if I don't have faith or there's an area of disobedience, he'll show me we're not we're not talking. Understand, we're not talking about people with these three things. We're talking about uh, Bible issues and how to live in God's best. All right. In verse 20, Isaiah 38 and 20. Notice he says the Lord was ready to save me. Now, when did he figure this out? When he's praying, the Lord was ready to save me. That's so important. Verse four of the same chapter, he says, notice verse two says that Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and began to pray. All right, he began to pray. Then verse four says, then. Well, then when? After he started praying. Then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah saying. Go and say to Hezekiah, the God of David, your father, I've heard your prayer. I've seen your tears. I'll add unto your years 15 years. Then after he prayed, the Lord said, I will add 15 years to your life. I've heard your prayer and I will add 15 years to to your life. You know, God was Jehovah Rapha from the beginning. When Hezekiah made the necessary adjustments, the 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 Lord was simply simply acting out who he was. God didn't change. He 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 was not acting. He was acting in character. This is his character. God is so much a healer, he made it one of his names. I'm the God that heals you. I'm Jehovah Rapha. All right? If, if I'm going to walk in, in health, I've got to realize these things. And uh, God didn't change from the one who makes sick to the one who heals. Hezekiah changed. God didn't change. Because Malachi chapter 3 says God doesn't change. And, and, that, and that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize. If God was a God that made people sick, nobody would ever get healed. Because God can't change. So if he's the one that made sick, nobody would ever be healed. Well, but right on the other hand, if he's the healer, then he's not making anybody sick. Now, people will say, but why doesn't he heal everybody? Well, because everybody's unaware of their rights and privileges. Everybody doesn't have faith and everybody's not in obedience. It's really fairly simple. You know, I, I don't know about you. I can only talk about me. 
But I know that there are things that if God starts talking to me to change something, I realize there are things that are not going to change if I don't change. If I don't correct this, there are things that won't change. Uh, the, the Lord had me one time. Uh, there was a, a, a dear person uh, in the ministry, still in the ministry, uh, in our ministry. And uh, they were having uh, severe financial problems. And uh, 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 their husband had died some years before. And uh, I knew from the natural why they were having financial problems. Because they had two big adult children that wouldn't work living with them, mooching off of them. And they're the only one working. Here you're at an age where you should be enjoying your life and you're still having to work. Take care of two kids that won't work. Well, I knew that in the natural. Well, I don't say things in the natural that I know in the natural and act like God told me. You know, I've had people do that before. They know something's going on. Then they call you and say, well, the Lord said, well, the Lord didn't no more say than your Mickey Mouse. You, you knew what was going on. So, you know, but then there are times the Lord will have you say something about something you know in the natural. And here recently I was in a service and, and, and uh, the, the Holy Spirit was moving that certain direction and uh, I was just walking down the aisle ministering to some other people and uh, when I turned she was there and the Lord had me say. And, and I said, there are some changes you've got to make and there are some people you've got to cut off or things aren't going to change. I've watched people lose things, lose their home, lose possessions. Well, why did God allow that? There were things you wouldn't change. Do, do you see this? So God doesn't change from the one that makes well to the one that makes sick or from the one that makes sick to the one that makes well. Whatever God is, he's all that and always that. And he said, I'm the Lord that heals you. Not the Lord that makes you sick. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 17, he said, Behold, for peace I had great bitterness. Notice, but you have in love to my soul delivered it from the pit. That's death. And you have cast all my sins behind your back. So Hezekiah repented. We don't know what of. The Bible doesn't see fit to tell us. But he does tell us that Hezekiah said, you've cast all my sins behind your back. Apparently, uh, he had been going on and not judging himself. Not correcting some things. Hallelujah. We, we talked about 1 Corinthians 11. That there Paul also said in 1 Corinthians 11, he said, if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. If I'll judge myself, I will not be judged. So apparently Hezekiah had been going on and uh, not judging himself, not making the corrections that needed to be made. Now, this may or may not be the situation with someone here or someone watching, but it remember, it is studies in healing. This, this is the issue very often. Very often, especially in our circles, we're so quick to teach and preach just that God's a healer and God's will is healing and God's desire is healing. And we have to teach that. 
because there's people that don't know. But then we have to teach why sometimes people are not getting healed when it's God's desire, when it's his will, when it's what he wants. Amen. And uh, so he said, you put my sin behind your back. Now, in verse 1 of Isaiah 38, he says, In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amos, came unto him and said, Thus saith the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Now notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't say this was God's will. Now that's how people will preach that. Well, this was God's doing. No, that's not what God said. He said you tell him that he's going to die. Set your house in order. Notice he didn't say it's my will. Isaiah said thus saith the Lord. Well, the Lord told him that. But he didn't say it's God's will. He didn't say this is what God's want, what God wants. It is saying under the present circumstances, this is what's going to happen. Now, what does that, what does that tell me? What does that tell me? This can be changed. And we saw it could be changed. All right, because it did. It changed. He was healed. The Lord healed him. Now, he healed him when he prayed. Remember Job 42, around verse 10, verse 10 and 11? It says that when Job prayed for his friends, the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends, and the Lord restored unto Job twice of what he had lost. Well, what's the indication there? If he doesn't pray for his friends, the double's not coming back. Now, we know the devil stole from Job, and we know God restored it. But we also see a condition. I've got to pray for my friends. So, Hezekiah prayed. says he turned his face to the wall <coughs> and prayed. But the prayer he prayed was not the prayer of faith. It was the prayer of supplication, not the prayer of faith. Uh, the prayer of faith is not always the prayer that needs to be prayed. Because there, there are times I've, I've seen this happen over the years. I've seen it happen to myself. Uh, people will... Uh, They'll just jump out and they'll say, yep, there it is. I believe I receive. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. And they're just praying the prayer of faith and keeping their confession right. But if they were to check right here, they're not connecting. See, this is important where healing's concerned. I've, I've laid hands on people before and prayed for them and just knew. Now, wait a minute. We're not getting a connection here. Now, there's got to be a reason why I'm not getting a connection. Lord, why am I not getting a connection? Well, so the prayer of faith's not going to work. The prayer of agreement's not going to work. I didn't say it couldn't work. 
but it's not going to work in, in that situation. I, I referenced the scripture earlier about Peter where he said uh, that if you don't do certain things, your prayers will be hindered. Uh, the scripture in the book of James, I believe it's chapter 5, uh, where James says, notice, uh, verse 14, is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and pray over him, anoint him with oil and in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith to save the sick, the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed sins, they will be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another. Pray one for another that they may that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Pray one for another. It, it's it's widely, widely believed that's supplication. You're supplicating for each other. All right. Well, it says the prayer of faith will save the sick. The prayer of faith will save the sick. But then there are notice the prayer of faith saved the sick. The Lord raised him up. He's committed sins. They'll not they'll be forgiven him. Well, it's not just forgiven him when they prayed for him when he was sick. He had to do something for those sins to be forgiven. What if he's not willing to do what it takes? Well, then the prayer of faith is not going to work. Well, faith always works. Faith can always work. And faith should always work. Does faith always work? No. Now, understand what I mean by that. Because you can misconstrue that and say, well, pastor said faith doesn't always work. No, faith always works. But there's conditions that have to be met. And so Hezekiah was supplicating, not praying the prayer of faith. He didn't turn his face to the wall and say, I believe I receive. I have it in Jesus name. And that was it. No, he began to he began to supplicate. He began to he began to make petition. Hallelujah. He began to repent. Whatever the whatever the circumstance may be, there are times the prayer of faith won't work. Not it couldn't work. It won't work. Hallelujah. People will come up and want to pray the prayer of agreement. I want you to agree with me that Uncle Joe will be healed. I can't. Because what does Uncle Joe want? I can agree with Uncle Joe. I can't agree with you for Uncle Joe. Right? There, 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 there have been people that would question. They would come up and say, well, we're in agreement that my children are going to be saved and my children aren't living right yet. They have a will. What, what do we need to be praying there? That the Lord would send laborers across their path, that their minds would be enlightened, that the, that the darkness of their mind would be relieved. Now, people say, what's that got to do with healing? Because just like that situation, there are people that there are things that stand in the way of their healing and they just want to keep throwing Mark eleven twenty three and 24 at it. When I may need to supplicate, I may need to go to the Lord and go, now, why am I not connecting here? What, what, what do I need to change in this circumstance? Uh, Brother Copeland told the story one time. He said uh, his joints, his joints were just painful all the time, aching all the time. And he said, uh, 
<coughs> excuse me, I didn't know what the situation was. I was declaring the word, praying the word. You know, my bones are strong. My bones are knit. And uh, he said, uh, I went to the Lord. I wasn't making a connection. So finally, I went to the Lord and I said, okay, Lord, what is it? I mean, I'm quoting the scripture. I'm declaring the scripture. This isn't getting any better. And this was his case. And the Lord said, uh, uh, it's coffee. And he told him different things. And he cut coffee out of his life that day. And it wasn't long, all of his joints quit hurting. Now, why didn't God just heal him? Because he wouldn't have quit drinking coffee. And he would have just undone the healing. Right? That's, that's so important. And so, was he, was he a man of faith? Yes. Was he in faith? Yes. Was his faith working? No. Wasn't working. Why? Because there was something that needed to change. Right? And, 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 and he quit drinking that coffee and he quit drinking it by faith in what God had told him. Faith's always involved. Always involved. Hallelujah. You know, there are people that will say, I want you to agree with me that I'll lose weight. Can't do it. Because you got something to say about that. Hallelujah. I wish it was that easy. Y'all pray for me. I'll drop 20 pounds. Amen. But this is important. Because uh, when, when you study healing, we see this more than once in the Word. That there were some things that needed to change. Now again, that may or may not be the case for you. But the point is, is the information that we receive. And uh, more often than not, when people teach and preach along these lines, it comes back down to forgiveness. We talk a lot about people being in unforgiveness. And, and that has kind of become the big thing that people talk about, why people don't get healed. Well, there are other reasons that people don't get healed uh, than unforgiveness, although that is one of them. Uh, and so I should search my heart. But the, 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 the point is, is ultimately, what is unforgiveness? Disobedience. I have to forgive readily. Right? I mean, that's what, remember what Jesus said? Uh, Peter came and he said, Lord, if my brother uh, sins against me uh, a day, how many times should I forgive him? Seven and Jesus said, uh, 490. Well, you know, we, we, we teach on that and, 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 and people kind of laugh, you know, because the disciples, the next thing they said was, oh, Lord, increase our faith. Right. But what was he saying? You do this quickly. You forgive quickly. Right. Because unforgiveness hinders your ability to receive. Whatever it may be. When Jesus talked about the two stewards and the one steward, it was found that he owed his master around $20 million. And his master said, pay everything you owe me today. And he fell on his knees and said, Lord, I can't do that. Uh, give me some time and I'll repay all of it. Well, there was no way he could have repaid all of it. No way. It's too much money. And the master said, 
Ah, I forgive you. Your whole debt. The Bible says, uh, the King James says, frankly, he forgave it all. That's $20 million. And he just said, books are clear. And then that man went out and found a guy that owed him $20. And the Greek says he went to choking him, grabbed him by the neck. The Weiss Bible says he started wringing his neck, shaking him by the neck, saying, pay me everything you owe me. Now, we've heard that. But remember, he said he threw him in prison. And it says that other people went and told the master what had happened. And he brought him and said, I forgave you that whole debt. And he said, and you wouldn't forgive your fellow, your neighbor. And he said, he said, take him away, put him in prison until he pays everything. Well, what does that mean? Unforgiveness locks me up. Now, so that means unforgiveness can lock me up in sickness. Unforgiveness can lock me up in poverty. Uh, unforgiveness can lock me up in futility. Things I do won't work. Because, because the principles of faith work the same way in everything. And so I can stand in healing lines from now until I go to be with the Lord and never get healed if I don't forgive. Well, people will say, but I have, I'm, I'm in faith and I'm quoting the word. Now, this is just an illustration. Again, I'm not saying that's what somebody's doing. But here's the point. I'm in faith. I'm declaring the word. And Jesus said, I'll have whatever I say. And I've been saying I'm healed and I'm not healed. Jesus also said, when you stand praying, forgive. So there were some things that Hezekiah had to find out that he needed to change. You know, and the important thing is, Lord, tell me, I want to change. Lord, tell me what I need to change. And I'll change it. I uh, was dealing with a minister one time and uh, they were having some physical issues in their body. And uh, <laughs> I kept noticing now, that's a person of, of faith that had prayed for people and got people healed. And I, I just kept noticing that uh, they wouldn't come right out and say, you know, I'm sick, my heart's not good. But they kept saying, I don't have any energy. Just can't get my energy back. Can't get my breath back. And people will say, well, see there, it was, it was a bad confession. Well, it was a bad confession, but here's the thing. People don't change bad confessions just because you tell them it's a bad confession. Oh, don't you say that. They'll quit saying it when you're there. But what are they saying when you're not there? See, there are things that have to be revealed to people by the Lord, by the Spirit. And, and I couldn't get that person to change this. Now, that was just the beginning. There were other things. But that would have been the beginning. So Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and began to pray. And when he prayed and God helped him see some things, he repented. And the Bible says that God said, okay, I've heard your prayer. And I'm going to add 15 years. Well, of course, God didn't change. Hezekiah changed. And that's why people struggle. Uh, uh, 
ministers struggle to get people healed because they're only preaching one side of it. Well, all you got to do is believe. Okay, well, I believe what the Word says, so I'll be healed. And then the person's not healed, and then they come to the minister and say, well, I'm believing, why am I not healed? And, and the, the, it, it, what happens is a lack of faith is what people always talk about. They just don't have any faith. I don't believe that. I've been doing this too many years. I've seen too many people healed. I've seen too many people not get healed. And I can tell you that a lack of faith is not always the problem. Many times it's that people won't change something that needs to be changed. And that's why you've got to be careful, especially teaching people that don't know anything about the Word and just throwing it out there that if you'll just believe, God will do this for you. No, that's not right. It's not right. And you do people a disservice when you do that. Because there are conditions to believing. For instance, you can take Mark 11, uh, uh, 23 through 24 and preach it and say, see there, to people that don't know, Jesus said you'll have whatever you say. So you just start saying and you'll have. It's not what Jesus said. It is too. He said you'll have whatever you say. That's not what all Jesus said. He said, verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe. That those things he saith shall come to pass. He'll have whatever he says. You can't have somebody that does not believe what they say will come to pass. Just start saying the right thing and tell them you'll have whatever you say. They don't believe what they're saying will come to pass. Well, how do you know that? Because they're talking about how I'm so sick. I'm going to die. My head's splitting. I'm wore out. See, they don't believe those things. And they're saying them. So you're trying to convince them that what they say positive will come to pass. And it's impossible because they don't believe that what they're saying negatively will come to pass. It's a condition of faith. You got to believe that everything you say comes to pass. Amen. So if if I say like nothing's going right and I don't believe that's going to come to pass, then I can't say everything's going my way and believe that's going to come to pass. And if somebody will go to the Lord and pray about that and say, Lord, why, why is this confession thing not working for me? The Lord will remind them. Well, it's because you say this and you don't believe it. And you say this trying to believe it, but you don't believe this will come to pass. So you can't believe this will come to pass. Hallelujah. Because that, that, and that's where people miss it. Well, I'm saying it. I'm confessing it. I'm declaring it. I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm the healed of the Lord. But, but then they talk about the doctor's report and how bad it is and how bad they feel and their body's not working right. And, and they put me on this, but it's just my body's just not responding. Now, wait a minute. You're canceling the thing, the thing out. You're canceling out what you're saying here by what I'm saying here. And that's why people will come to churches like ours and get a hold of like confession or get a hold of sowing and reaping or get a hold of healing. And 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 if they're not careful and they don't give attention to everything that's being said. They'll, they'll go out and just try to work something that they'll 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 go off. Uh, 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 like Charles Capp said, they'll go try to go whole hog when they're just half cocked. They just they can't do it. Just can't do it. Amen. Glory to God. And that's why that's why it takes uh, it takes uh, 
I only got about two minutes. It takes, uh, it takes years. And, and understand what I mean by this. I tell people all the time, if you will give the word six months, it'll change your life. If, if you look out and you see people in church every time the doors are open, their lives are going to change. I don't put much stock in folks that show up once a week. Just don't. People say, why? They're not very hungry for the word. Well, pastor, that's a hard statement. It's right. If, if when I was growing up, my mother would say, dinner's on the table. You need to show up. Because you might get there and your plate's not there. Well, where's my plate? Well, you didn't show up. I figured you weren't hungry. But I am hungry. You didn't show up. Oh, that was mean. Whatever you think about that, I learned to show up on time. Amen. This is important. Because in the, day, in the days that we're living in, in the days that we're living in, and somebody said, well, I'll watch TV and I'll watch this person. I'll watch. They're not your pastor. They're, they're not feeding. And, and this is for people watching online and, and people here. This is just the, the reality of it. When a pastor teaches things like this, like healing school, there are people that just want to come to healing school and get healed, but they never want to put any effort to show up and be under the word on a consistent basis. It's, it's not going to work. And if you'll pray and ask God, he'll show you that's why it's not working. And that, that, that's so important. And uh, so Hezekiah begin to supplicate begin to pray and god begin to show him we're not by any means done with this but uh there are times that there are things that hinder faith and if i'll just get honest with god and just say lord now what's hindering my faith is is there something hindering my faith and there may not be anything hindering your faith i may just need to stand fight the fight of faith and overcome Hallelujah. But if there is, God will show me. God will tell me. And we'll pick up on this next week. Father, thank you. Thank you for the word of God that has the ability, the power. Lord, the anointing to change our physical circumstances. Oh, Father, I thank you for that. I thank you for the healing power of God that's flowing in these messages and flowing in the spirit realm and flowing in the realm of the anointing lord to manifest change in the lives of your people and lord i thank you that you make uh, us aware of those things that may be standing lord uh between us and and what you want for us and lord if there's nothing thank you we just we receive the information and lord we receive our healing and we walk in it and we receive it and we have it and we claim it and we declare it's ours in the name of jesus and father we thank you for that in the name of jesus amen and amen of course we'll be together tomorrow night so god bless you if you can be with us we appreciate it and until then uh till we see you again please keep the switch of faith turned on build your faith frame your world by the word of god god bless you